You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Podcast Network. This week, Katie is here with me to take it back to the early 2000s and talk about the cult favorite, Roswell. But before we get into that, what you been up to, Katie? Um, well, I did some stuff this week, and I worked. But um, I did go to Wine Wednesday again this week. I feel like I go to Wine Wednesday a lot. So you like wine now? Uh, I, I do <laughs> like wine. <laughs> Well, I mean, the place that we go to is really great because they do a different wa- different uh, flight of wines every week. That's cool. So they showcase different wines every week. It's just a tasting. It's not like they pour you a full glass of yeah. like <laughs> of each one. No, it's just a tasting. It's not that much wine. Uh, and you get, if you do the wine and food, so they do a specific food every week. And this week it was hot wings. Nice. So I had to go because Carrie and I were going to go to Trivia on Wednesday, but nobody else wanted to go, so that was basically like a recipe for us to lose. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, we're pretty good at trivia, but we ain't that good. So Just we, to be the two of you, yeah. Yeah, so we probably would have lost. Plus, wine and hot wings, like... Yes. That's and we pretty... had a great time. Yeah. Good I've never, combo. I've never thought of having wine with hot wings, though. It was weird. I mean, it was a little weird, but I mean, it was still like, it was very good. Yeah. Well, it's good. It was still really great. Um, but I went with Connor, uh, Carrie, myself, Ian was there, and then Michelle was also there. And uh, <laughs> we, we had this like moment where we were talking about like something that Connor did. It was really funny. And he, he was like, every time I use, like, he uses face wipes at work, like, to, like, clean his face off, which is not mm-hmm. a weird thing. But, like, the very first time he ever did it, Carrie was staring at him, and he's, like, midway wiping his face, and he's like, what? And she goes, what are you doing? And then he just got super embarrassed. Aww. So it be- it's become this, like, running joke. So every time he, like, pulls out a face wipe, he, like, self-consciously, like, tries to wipe his face off really quick. Aww. And Carrie was watching him do it again on Wednesday, and she sent me a message, and she was like, Connor's currently using a face wipe. I really want to make fun of him, but I'm not going to because I'm a nice person. And then I just started laughing, like, really hard, and then Morgan messaged me and was like, what are you laughing at? And I and I told her, and then she started laughing. So, like, later that night, when we were talking about it, Connor was like, I knew it. I knew that's why you were laughing. And then he just got more embarrassed and got Aww. very angry. And it was very funny. Poor Connor. <laughs> it's just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with him using a face wipe. It's his reaction to, like, using it, which is yes. what is so funny about it. Um, But also, so now uh, I play trivia. Like, I have, I downloaded a new app to play trivia called cash so show so we also play hq trivia which is like also an app mm-hmm. and so now at work at 12 12 30 5 6 and 6 30 <laughs> if we're still all together at 6 and 6 30 we all play trivia we go into a conference room and play trivia at That's those awesome. times <laughs> every day every day hey, so like fun, though you know, it's super fun, and we keep, like, getting to the point where we're going to win a bunch of money, and then we panic and don't split up the question or whatever and click the wrong one, and then we lose, and then we know every question after it, and it of gets course. very aggravating. Ah, But I have won, like, $2 and change on Cash Show, so that's more than HQ Trivia. There you go. Very cool. So Trivia, I love Trivia. Um, so this, this new thing happened. Oh my God. So it's not, it's sort of kind of new. So in Chicago, not that like several months ago, they decided to do this pop-up Max from Saved by the Bell. So the Max is the diner that the kids from Saved by the Bell used to go to all the time. So a bunch of people got together and did a pop-up diner that you could go to and eat at. 
So like mm-hmm. you could go to the max, which is yes. like super exciting for all of us Saved by the Bell fans. And it was so successful that they decided to take it out on the road. Mm-hmm. And it's Smart coming idea. it's coming to Los Angeles from May of this year until October. Wow. So it's a very long time it's going to be here. And you can get I signed up to get reservations so I could get like the email that tells mm-hmm. me when reservations are going on sale. Yes. And I actually ended up getting a pre-sale email, so I got to get pre-sale reservations. Excellent. So I ended up being able to get two tickets, two reservations, like one reservation for two people to eat dinner at what I thought was the max. I accidentally didn't buy tickets to eat at the max. I actually actually bought tickets to eat in Belding's office, so the principal's office. Oh, Okay. Which is just as cool, to be honest. So they're doing one big location, but one half is the Max, and the other half is Belding's office. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Kenny and I will be dying. Will be going to the principal's office for dinner. Do you at least get to see the Max? I I don't know. I'm I'm ever so like slightly disappointed, but also really excited because it's Belding's office, and that's yes. really funny. That is true. So I am super stoked. And I thought about buying tickets for like my birthday, but I just wanted to go as soon as possible. So we're going in May. (laughs) That's fine. That's great. You can see if someone else will get you tickets for your birthday. Maybe. They went on sale yesterday, like the official sale. And I think Mm -hmm. they might already be sold out, to be honest. Well, then never mind. (laughs) Yeah, it happened real fast. That's crazy Uh, to be sold out for like... When it's open that long? I don't know. I didn't look to see if it's fully sold out for after regular sales. They did sell out of pre-sale tickets, though. Wow. That's cool. So they set aside a certain amount. So once they hit that cap of how many tickets, mm-hmm. no matter what days they were sold on, yeah. they, would, they would cut out pre-sale. Uh, but yeah, it was slightly on the semi-expensive side, but worth it. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it. Nice. Yeah, well, I mean, it, once it's gone, I mean, you won't ever get that experience ever again. So Exactly. And I have loved Saved by the Bell forever. It is like one of my favorite shows of all time. So getting the opportunity to even step foot in something that semi looks like something I watched on TV is very exciting. Yes, I agree. Um, and then the last thing is I actually I went to the movies last night. Okay. And um, I had dinner at a new restaurant in Pasadena called Bone Kettle, which was pretty awesome. And they do like ramen and other stuff. The food is very good. So if anybody's going to Old Town Pasadena, Bone Kettle, very Bone good. Kettle. Hit them up. <laughs> Hit them up. <laughs> um, but I went and saw the the new Maze Runner movie, The Death Cure. Yes. Which was excessively long, but pretty good. It was <laughs> okay. a very long movie. It must was be like because a, of the book, I'm assuming. I, I don't know. I, I was There was a certain point where I was sitting there and I was like, is this over yet? Because okay. there's like a point where like, I'm okay with long movies, but I don't want it to feel long. Yes. So if it starts to feel really long, then I start to not like want to keep watching it. There yes. was a point where I looked over and Erwin was sitting next to me. I looked at Erwin and he just had his hand like against his face, staring at the screen. Like, is this over yet? Oh, <laughs> I mean, it was still a great movie and it was, I, they left it open for another one. I mean, there's two more books. So yes. unless that was the last book, I'm actually not sure on the book. No, it was not the last book because two more books came after the death cure. Sure. So I'm the not up and up there. on the Maze Runners franchise. No, I'm not. I'm not. I had to Google it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so Maze Runner was pretty good. Uh, I really liked the first one more than the other two, but the second one was also pretty good. So. Okay. I don't know. Maze Runner. I wanted to see it. Saw it. Done. Excellent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did you do? Um. Well, I also saw a movie. Uh, I saw three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, which is Oscar nom. Cause Ema and I are attempting to go through all the Oscar nominations. Good luck. Well, like best picture nominations. Um, 
really, really good. Very, very good. Definitely worth the Oscar hype. Uh, however, during the movie, I had an interesting thing that happened. Someone was that person, you know, that person that um, talks during the middle of the movie. Oh, comes no, in, why? Comes in late. Turns on their iPhone flashlight to try to see because they can't see. And then gets a phone call during the movie and decides to talk very loudly as they're exiting the theater. And then comes back and gets yet another phone call. And then just decides, eh, I'll just stay in the theater for this one. What? Mind you, there was only about 12 people in this theater. So everyone knew, like... You know what I mean? Like, everyone knew exactly who it was. Like, everyone was giving him the death glare. People shushed him. Someone was like... I mean, this, all the people in the theater were, like, over 60 besides us. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just, like... It was such an intense movie. And, of course, like, his phone calls were happening during, like, the climax of the movie. So you're just sitting there, like, trying to pay attention but, like, this guy's just ruining it, and you're, like, you're getting all, like, intense feelings from the movie, and then you're just pissed off at this one guy. So he left the theater so just, like, pissed off. But we were, we were like, God, that was so annoying. Really good movie. But, God, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, we couldn't even concentrate on how good the movie was. We were just like, that idiot. <laughs> I mean, I'd be super mad, too. I think the only thing that makes me angrier with the people that do that in the movie theater is a person who talks during a play. Yes. Or plays on their phone. I was like, those are live people on the stage. What are you doing? Exactly. Exactly. And it was just like, he tried to, like, he tried to cover himself like after when the credits are rolling he's like you know it's just like a really important phone call i really had to take it you don't understand it was a real and everyone's looking at him like you jerk then why were why were you in this movie like why if it was such an important phone call go outside exactly and he like like when he did go outside for the first phone call he like you know how like there's that hallway that to exit oh, the theater. he stayed so- in the hallway? Well, not stayed in the hallway, but once he got to the hallway, he started talking at full volume as if, you know, that hallway is soundproof and we can't all hear him. Oh my god. So he's like shouting. He's like, <laughs> like, dude, this is not a movie where explosions are happening and it could mask it. It's a very, like, quiet, talky movie. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so it's like, you heard everything, but bro, that was a that was a bit of fun story. But uh, on a better note, um, got my hair cut, which is good because it was growing into a mullet. It was not pretty. Um, oh, business, business in the front, party in the back. Yeah, you know, just trying to pay my uh, respects to Billy Ray Cyrus, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just, it was growing real long in the back and I finally got it cut and I feel like a new woman, so. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, watching Veronica Mars lately. Nice. Uh, because after, after watching iZombie, we just wanted to watch it, so we're watching it. And then our favorite podcast that, um, Ema and I listened to called Pilot Inspectors did a review of the pilot episode of Veronica Mars, so we were like, this is perfect. Nice. And it was really, really good. And then I just want to highlight a specific episode of Punch Up the Jam, which I have mentioned before, the podcast. Yes. Not this this week, but the week before, they did an episode on the song Whenever, Wherever by Shakira. Oh, jeez. And I gotta say, like, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I don't want to listen to that. Like, I don't want to listen to them dissect that song. That just, you know what I mean? But as soon as I started listening to it, honestly, like, the funniest thing I have ever... It's just like, it was the funniest episode I have ever heard. (laughs) Nice. Because one, that song is crazy poetic. Like, when you actually listen to the lyrics... Oh, nice. The lyrics are really good. And the fact that it was both written in English and Spanish. Anyways, I don't want to get too big into the song. But it was just like <laughs> such a th- it was such a throwback to hear the song. And then 
the end of the podcast, they do their own like punch up version. And so the girl who hosts it with Demi Miel, she did like she sang it and she did a freaking amazing job. <laughs> and you got to listen to it. I'm sorry. You just you got to listen to it. They're, they're doing all types of songs. Uh, they did Freak on a Leash by Korn this past week. Wow. I have no, I don't know that song like at all, but we listened to the whole thing and it was hilarious. Like you don't even need to know the songs. It's, it's just good comedy. It's <laughs> just really, nice. really good comedy. So, uh, I don't really have too much of a weekly geekery this week. I haven't been reading any comics, which has been bad. How dare you? I know. I'm sorry. I saw that you said on the Slack channel that you were going to start reading Runaways. Runaways? Yeah. I, uh, well, I saw that the new, uh, new series or continuation of the Runaways is going to be written, is written by Rainbow Rowell, which is one of my favorite authors. Yes. So, uh, I, I bought the first one. Okay. And, you have to tell me if it's good. Uh, it's, I think I bought, like, the first book that's, like, the set of the comics i don't know what i bought but it's not coming out yet for a while so i'm not really sure what i purchased i mean like the like the trade paperback yeah okay maybe i I don't know i bought something (laughs) and it's not out yet so it's coming soon that's cool but i mean yeah you'll still have to you'll still have to tell me how it is because uh i would definitely read it if it's good especially since it's by rainbow Row. Yeah, so I'm going to start reading it. Rob did say that I should go back and read The Runaways from the beginning, so I probably will do that. That uh. is the tricky thing about Marvel is is there's not as many breaks of the continuity. Yeah. So you do have to kind of go back and read stuff. But Yeah. He said I could either do that or just forget everything he said and just read whatever I want <laughs> and move forward from there. So uh, I'll figure it out. I mean, I can get a subscription to like the Marvel Comics thing for yeah. like 10 bucks or whatever. And then I think I got a bonus code somewhere that nice. I might be able to get it for free for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that I started rewatching Charmed. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I guess that's part of my weekly geekery for sure, yeah. Um, After they talked about, because that show is up for a reboot, and everybody's very angry about it, so yes, it got me once thinking, should. yeah, it got me thinking, like, oh, I haven't watched a show in forever, so I watched, like, the first couple of episodes, and I'm like, oh, now I remember why I love this show so much. <laughs> so there it's very go. good. Oh, So I started rewatching that. But yeah. Oh. All right. Well, you all know we are a part of the geek to geek podcast network. And if you haven't already, please be sure to go check out all the other great podcasts on our network, geek to geek geek geekitude, and the comic box. Um, There's some excellent content on their shows like Rob from the comic box recently did an episode on what comics to look out for in 2018. Joe from Geektitude has a new part-time co-host coming in, which is a little, I think, a little bit of a sneak peek because he's only talked about that on Slack, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the boys at geek to geek are talking all about the stuff they love and look forward to in the new year. So be sure to go to geektogeekcast.com and listen now for some more info. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek, too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on The Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for The Comic Box, each week, right here on the geek to geek Podcast Network. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek Podcast. Well, we make it. 
it is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. And we're back. So, once again, we are talking about the early 2000s TV show Roswell. We're not talking about the Roswell crash, just in case that was what you came here for. If so, you got <laughs> quite a bit into the episode. You got real lost. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. They're like, oh, this is a conspiracy theory podcast? It's a weird name for it. It's like, wow, these, these girls are really into pop culture for being a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Anyway, so Roswell is an American science fiction television television series, bleh, developed, produced, and co-written by Jason Kadams, who did Friday Night Lights, Parenthood, and the series debuted in 1999 on the WB and moved to the UPN for the third season, and the last episode aired in May 2002. So I totally forgot that this, like, actually aired in 1999 i was yeah. thinking it was just like early 2000s no but... it started in 99 and like ended in 2002 like you said yeah but apparently this uh because i i was learning all about this because i just watched the tv show like casually like on netflix years later oh you're so... not a diehard fan like i was <laughs> who watched it during so sorry I was too busy watching Gilmore Girls at this point. Sorry. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, But the series is based on the Roswell High Young Adult Book Series written by Melinda Metz and edited by Laura J. Burns, who became a staff writer for the television series. Ooh, fancy. Did you read the books at all? I did not. I kind of forgot that there were books that Then then you're not a hardcore fan as you say you were. Hey. (laughs) I feel a little little judgment coming through the camera right now. A little bit of judgment. Not at all. No, no. Um, so the series stars with Sherry Appleby as Liz Parker, Jason Bear as Max Evans, Catherine Heigl as Isabel Evans, Mahandra Delfino as Maria DeLuca, and Brendan Fair as Michael... How do you say that last Garen. name? Garen. Garen, thank you. Colin Hanks is Alex Whitman. But William Sattler was in this show, who played Sheriff Jim Valenti, and he's a big character. There you go. All right. Well, we, well, I mean, mainly we deal with, like, the top four. Uh, well, top, like, five or Top six. five. Yeah, top Six. Five. Whatever. Everybody's important in this show. <laughs> What's yes, up, Adam that's exactly Rodriguez? What I mean. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> What's up, Adam Rodriguez? I see you over there in season three. That's right. As Jesse Ramirez. Really I liked you. him. Absolutely. I loved him. It was the first show I ever saw him in was this one. Exactly. So this show is very, very famous for having a huge cult following, hardcore fans that actually brought it back for its final season by sending in bottles of Tabasco sauce, which is pretty cool. I think that's kind of, was that like, what? You didn't do that? I did not do that. Maybe I'm not that much of a dedicated fan. I was going to say, uh, your fandom card is slipping. Hey! <laughs> no, you know I'm totally what? I quit kidding. this podcast. This could be ah! tea time with Chelsea only. <laughs> ah. No, but, I mean, do you know of any other show that did something like this before Roswell? Because I feel like this is, like, the most famous one to, like, start that kind of thing. I feel like this is probably the first one because, to be honest, there were, I mean, there are still a heap of dedicated fans, which we came across when we talked about this show for the very first time on another episode. And I did not realize how big this fandom still is even today, even though the show's been off the air for over a decade. So, yeah, no, there's definitely like, I mean, we talked, I think... What was it? We talked about Max and Liz in an episode and we tagged it on Twitter and like five people immediately liked and retweeted it. I mean, it's clearly got like not just, you know, an active fandom, but a pretty hardcore, like dedicated fandom that's very much alive right now. 
So if you are one of those people who is extremely into the show still, hey, what's up? Yeah, we love you. And I apologize if we get anything wrong, because we are not quite as hardcore. (laughs) But we still are great fans of the show. Yes. Something that I thought was interesting in researching the show is that uh, they decided for the second season that they wanted, because it had such a fierce like cult fandom, that they thought that they should add in more sci-fi elements to the show, which apparently did not do well. And that was absolutely not what people were looking for. At least some of them were. Weren't. No. <laughs> like you. <clears throat> so in order to do that, they actually brought in a sci-fi writer, Ronald D. Moore, to join uh, Jason Kadams to add in those like sci-fi elements to the show. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. But... Definitely, like, do you think, like, maybe if it didn't do that, it would have maybe did a, been, like, a better show and would have done better on air? I think, see, here's the problem, is that, so Roswell was on at the same time as Dawson's Creek, I yes. believe. So Dawson's Creek was on, and the WB was sort of in this um weird thing where they had a lot of sci-fi shows, because Buffy was also on at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, I think... Or did Buffy end already? No. No, I, no. Buffy was still on. No, Buffy was still on. So, where they had, they were branching out into this sort of sci-fi fantasy realm, but also they had this show like Dawson's Creek that was just hardcore drama relationships, mm-hmm. and Roswell was sort of the show that mixed those two together. I mean, Buffy did the same thing, but like in a different way. Yeah. Uh, Roswell focused it focused a lot on the sci-fi element, but also hardcore into the relationship element in the first season. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they decided to move away from that, that was like just ripping apart everything that the fans seemed to love about that show. Exactly. And like honestly, I cannot watch the second season. I think I've seen it one time. And that's okay. when I watched it in syndication. I have never watched it again after that. Interesting. So you only own the first and third season? I or? do only own the first and third <laughs> season. <laughs> Actually. Interesting. Interesting. So touching more on that, what is your complete background with the show? Um. So I watched the whole thing in while it was airing weekly. Mm-hmm. on the WB and then when it aired on UPN. So I did watch all three seasons while it was going on during those three years. Mm-hmm. And I loved it immediately because it was like on, I forget, I don't remember what day it aired on. Um, It was either... I could I tell know. you it is yeah. October 6th, 1999. That's real helpful. Like the day, like the, the weekday, not the, the day it started. <laughs> I don't know. I can't go back to 1999 look it up. <laughs> oh, man. Why? <laughs> Anyways, so I feel like it was somewhere around... Because usually the way that TV shows work is when they have a new pilot, they put it somewhere near, either on the same day as another show that has a strong yes. fan following, like Dawson's Creek or Buffy or something. So they did probably mm-hmm. put it on a day that's the same day as one of those shows. I don't remember what the pilot aired with but i know that they did try to help the ratings later on by putting it with buffy but yes. the buffy lead-in didn't help it quite as much as they thought it would bummer yeah but i don't know what yeah i don't know what it first started with but um but yeah i loved this show very much from the day that it started till the day that it ended i sat there and suffered through season two <laughs> with anger in my heart as you kind of had to do back then. I feel it's, like nowadays we don't put up with that kind of stuff. We have too much TV to watch. But back then, definitely. Yeah, because that was the thing, though. And you, you couldn't miss an episode. If you missed an episode, you were screwed, pretty much. Because there was no TiVo or DVR or whatever. I think I exactly. had episodes of Roswell recorded on VHS. Awesome. No joke. <laughs> like, we're going old school here. And no, I still don't know how to program a VCR to record into the future. (laughs) That's like some sort of ancient 
technology, like some sort of ancient mystical technology that nobody knows how to do. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I I love the show from day one, pretty much. Okay. So I was there from beginning. And to then you end. obviously have season one and three on DVD. Yes, I do. And do you watch it occasionally? Or? I do actually. I watch it quite frequently. More season oh. one than season three, Makes because sense. Uh, the next question you ask me is the entire reason that I focus on watching season one. But there are yes. episodes in season three that I absolutely love. Okay. Um, like the one where Liz goes to boarding school. Episode. Yes. Um. Well, just to give a little bit of my background, which isn't much, but I had a friend. Uh, in college who was obsessed with this show like absolutely obsessed like kind of the way that I was about Gilmore Girls she would just play it all the time like even if it was on in the background she would just be like on a constant rewatch and she told me she's like we we used to discuss like Pretty Little Liars and like have our theories and she was like oh my god like this is this is the first show that I've liked this much since Roswell. And I was like, what's Roswell? And she's like, you need to watch it. So she like forced me to watch it, which not forced, but like, you know, it was like begged me to watch it. I watched it completely like binged it super fast. And then we would come back like every time I'd see her at school, we would like sit and talk about it. And it was just fun to like watch it with someone like that. Cause like I hadn't done that in a while where I wasn't the super fan. I was like the new fan. You know, usually I'm the super fan, like going, oh, what episode are you on now? But she was just so excited to share this with me. So it was a really fun way of watching the show. Um, Just having like someone to talk to about it all the time and everything. But I've honestly only watched it once all the way through. How dare you? And that's it. And it was about five years ago. Oh, that's Maybe. so long. It's been a while since I've watched any episodes. I'm to definitely be due for a rewatch for sure. Yeah, I might, I might watch season two again. I don't know. It's well, been a I mean, long you time. can you can at least watch season one and three. But so Heck yes, yeah. moving on to the very important question. I feel like it's gonna dominate a lot of our discussion. Uh, how do you feel about Max and Liz's relationship? It's everything. <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> it's. It was the entire reason I started watching this show. I mean, like, I kept watching this show, to be honest. I mean, I don't normally... I mean, relationships are a big part of why I watch shows, but Mm -hmm. it consumed everything Mm -hmm. for watching the show. I mean, everything else was great, and I I love the other characters like Michael and Liz and Maria and Alex, but Max and Liz together, like, that was... Like, yeah. when we get to the... I'm sure we're going to do an episode where, like, ships we would go down with. This is one of them. <laughs> this is Excellent. a forever ship for me. I mean, to be honest, like, I love Max and Liz's relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had some serious bumps in the road. And just even in season one, like, Max saved her after she got shot in the diner. And he, like, I love when he put the, like, because when he saves her, he was like, yes. you slipped and fell and spilled ketchup on yourself. And she's like, oh, what just happened? I thought it was dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. No, they, they had very intense chemistry. It was so sure. good. So it was very, good. very good. And is it true that the actors weren't like real good friends at all? I actually don't know. I mean, I, I for some reason heard, heard that mainly because I think, uh, what was it? Catherine Heigl and Jason Bear were dating in real life? Or I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, this show sort of jump started the careers for a lot of people. And also, this was, like, the first time I'd ever seen Sherry Appleby and Jason Bear Mm -hmm. at all. And they did have incredible chemistry. Did you know that I started parting my hair on the left side? Because that's how Liz styled her hair. Are you serious? That's such a a weird detail. But (laughs) I can see myself doing something like that. Yep. Well, I like the way that she styled her hair. No, she was very... Sherry Appleby's great. I actually... I saw her in the show Life Unexpected and then watched her in Roswell just because that just happened to be how I binged the the two shows. Yeah. And it was so weird, like, watching her as an adult 
with a teenager child and then watching her as a teenager in a teen show. It was so oh, yeah. weird. I bet that was, it was weird. cool though. She's great. She's a fantastic she, actress. She does a great job in the show. And I love, I kind of love how their relationship starts because it sort of starts out as this, like, are we supposed to be together? Because she was dating Kyle, mm-hmm. the sheriff's son, who who I actually do love. I thought he was a big jerk in the beginning of the show. But as the show progresses, well, you're like, oh, my God, I love you. They have to make him a jerk because you're they're supposed to push you into the direction of Max and Liz. <laughs> oh, I was already there from like day well, one. No. One moment, one moment, one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you, it's supposed to justify it, you know. Like, I know. Oh, well, it's okay that she has feelings for another guy because look, this guy's a jerk. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, but I really love. So my my favorite episode is the one where basically Max and Liz get together, and that's when they start dating when they're looking for that rock with yes the symbol on it, and. I love when, because uh, she's like daydreaming or whatever about Max, and Maria's like, oh, nice strawberries, and she like knocks the whole bowl of strawberries <laughs> off the counter. <laughs> yes. And those were like the greatest strawberries ever, and now they all have to go in the garbage because she's daydreaming and not paying attention to what's going on. But I love when like Max shows up and they're in the kitchen, and and she's like, what are you doing here? And he goes, well, I have, <laughs> I have a... I have, like, uh, orders to take over your planet or whatever. And she goes, well, besides that. (laughs) But it's this very, like, she gets more strawberries out of the fridge. And she, like, brushes past him. And he's sort of, like, following her. Like, oh. Like, what are Mm -hmm. you doing? And because they had done this, like, weird blind date thing. And, like, Max had gotten drunk in the episode before or whatever. And things didn't go well. And... Then they, like, just full-on just, like, start making out. And he, like, picks her up and puts her on the counter and, like, whatever. And they're just, like, (laughs) yeah. And it was wonderful. Yes. But, like, throughout the rest of the episode, it's just, like, this heavy making out every five minutes. Honestly. And and it, it, it was never just, like, oh, like, you know, kiss, sweet, make out. It was, like. It was, every makeout session was like, or every kissing scene with them it was, was always just like, oh, geez. It <laughs> was so intense. I'm like, I need, I need, I feel like I need like a cigarette after watching that. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, I was like, I need a glass of water or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that episode is my probably my favorite one. But also it's the episode that uh, Isabel and Alex kiss in, which I love. Aww. I always <laughs> wanted them to be together. Yeah, Isabel like and them Alex. Together a lot. They're so cute because Alex just liked her so much, and this is the first thing that Katherine Heigl did, I believe. I think like, so. Yeah, her At least that, first like, major got role her noticed. Yeah. yeah, I just <sighs> Max and Liz. Uh, just so the listeners know how much I do love the show. Besides styling my hair after Liz, <laughs> I have a cat named Max, whom was named after Max Evans. You're welcome. Aww. I've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I am a quite a dedicated fan. Anyway, we should we should yes. You should talk about how you feel about that, or we should move on. One of the no, I I completely agree with you. Max and Liz, like they had intense chemistry, and I mean, just like any teenage relationship on a teen drama, they had their problems. They certainly uh <laughs> certainly had their problems. Uh, obviously, Liz was very insecure with a lot of things, and. You know, Max was just not exactly communicating the best. I don't know. He was just, it just wasn't ever, like, perfect for them. Like, it wasn't always the right time for them, which is obviously gives you that nice, like, angst, you know, going on. There (laughs) was a lot of it. Great to watch. There was a lot of it. I mean, eventually it sort of fizzled out. Like, their relationship got to a high and then fizzled out and then went to a high again. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember the episode that made me so angry is when they officially broke up Max and Liz when they had mm-hmm. when it was when future Max came and told her that she needed to break up with yeah. him and she fake slept with with Kyle <sighs> and they were supposed to like he was going to propose to her and they were going to get married and like they go to Las Vegas and I'm just very angry about that even though <laughs> <laughs> like later on. They do get married, which is wonderful. Yes. 
Yes, that was really, really cute. So do you have a favorite character? You can name who I think you're going to name, but then also maybe like a more minor character. Um, So I do love Max and Liz. Yeah. Um, But if I had to pick a minor character that I really like, I think I have two. Two minor characters okay. that I really liked. First is Alex. I love Alex. Mm-hmm. I was so heartbroken and so bummed. This is why I hate Tess, to be honest. Yes. Like, I hate that she got in the middle of my OTP, but honestly, she is the reason that Alex died. Spoiler exactly. alert, everybody. Well, yeah. Spoiler alert for this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. We might need to do that somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> maybe toward the beginning. Oh, well, hey, guys. Um, but, oh, my God. She's the reason that Alex died. I don't think I've... I've I've been, like... This is, like, the first time in a show that I was ever super pissed at the way a storyline was going. Yeah. No, I agree. But Alex, I, I loved him because he was always, like, so supportive of what Maria and Liz were doing, even though he started to question every time they asked him to do something weird. Like, we need your blood. Or yeah. something to, like, pretend that Alex, or to pretend that Max is actually human. And he did it, but he's like, I have questions and I, you need to answer them. But he would he'd do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So he exactly. was just he sort was of always friend. there. Yeah. And he was totally head over heels in love with Isabel. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I love the episode where she goes into Alex's dream and he's dreaming about her. Mm-hmm. And, like, the way that he dreams about her, though, is that she's this, like, amazing, much more, like, in his mind, he's, she actually gets to see how he sees her for the first mm-hmm. time. And I feel like that was super intense for poor Isabel, because she's like, my God, this guy, <laughs> like, loves me a lot. But, like, he sees yes. her in a way that she can't see herself. Mm-hmm. And it's very sweet. And I love, I do love Alex. And I'm trying to decide if, like, my next favorite character would either be... I really like Sheriff Valenti, like, later on. But I also really love Maria. Because she just sort of gets, like, the... (laughs) She gets the ass end of the stick a lot of the time. Yes, she does. And she's Liz's best friend. And she's there for her no matter what. Like, she plays into when they fake the handprint thing. And she... I love when she finds out that they're aliens and she goes running out of the room, like, screaming. It's so funny. (laughs) But I just, I love Maria. She's, like, quirky and she's weird and she's, you know, whatever her best friend needs, she's there for. And she falls in love with Michael, who's, Mm -hmm. you know, closed off and not an easy character to be with. But I love when they finally, like, connect. Because in the one episode that I really like, they see visions Mm-hmm. Like, when they make out. So, like, Max is seeing Liz as a little girl, and then she's seeing, like, she saw the crash and uh, different things that he sees, like, throughout his life she was seeing in her visions. Well, it was happening, too, for Max and, or for Michael and Maria. And Maria yes. wasn't seeing anything because Michael's very closed off. But Michael, like, saw her with, like, red sneakers and a dog and, like, all of these things. And he could be such a jerk, but he was always super sweet to her. Yeah. And... I, I would say, like, their relationship was... Not that I wasn't invested in Max and Liz, but I really liked Maria and Michael. Yeah. Like, a lot. I did, too. They're so and I, I think my favorite character would be Michael. Because he goes through a lot. He like has, a lot, a lot. He goes through probably the most character development, I want to say, mm-hmm. in this show. Because he was sort of the left out person. Because Max and Isabel were found together, so they just assumed that they were siblings. And Michael sort of got shafted. Like, put into the foster system and adopted by a deadbeat dad. And yep. just, it always sort of sucked for him. Yeah, it so. did. All right, well, uh, should we move on to our least favorite character, which I think we all know. <laughs> it's We definitely it's share the, the same. <laughs> we share the same least favorite character. I don't like her. I just it don't. It was a terrible plot I, line. I like, hated it, just... it. Oh, she ruined everything. 
everything. This is why I hate the second season because she can't comes in in the second season. She's supposed to be Max's wife or whatever from like mm-hmm. the alien planet. I'm just angry now. <laughs> From, like, the alien planet or whatever. And she, like, breaks... She's the reason that Max and Liz have to break up because Max Mm -hmm. has to go back to his planet with her and they have to have a baby and, like, do all this stuff. And, like, she kills Alex. Just... (laughs) (gasps) And, like, okay, I don't know about you, but I hate alien baby pregnancy storylines. I just think they're overdone. It's such a trope. And, like, I like, I mean, I do like the fact that they were like, oh, yeah, the pregnancy only lasts one month. So it was like, okay, we're, we don't have to sit there and watch, like, Tess go through this pregnancy or anything. And then oh plus, like, God. she gets taken, to, you know. So it was just, I was like, thank God we at least didn't have to see all that. But, yeah. like, I can't stand those storylines. It just was not fun. <laughs> The happiest moment of my life is when he sent her back through the portal and was like, I'm staying here. And it like yep. closes. And I'm like, F you, lady. <laughs> yeah. Forget you. <laughs> Peace. God. I'm so, I just touched my glasses. This is how angry I am. Oh, boy. Well, let's switch. Why do you think the show has or had, you know, well, it still has, but like, why do you think back then it had such an immediate cult following? I think that it sort of touched on the things that everybody was liking at the time. So, like, you had all the drama and relationship stuff of Dawson's Creek, and then you had the fantasy element from Buffy, but it had more of a sci-fi feel. So it was giving Mm -hmm. people that were really into sci-fi and drama and relationships and fantasy one show to sort of latch on to. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit different from the shows that were currently airing. And also it was taking place in, I guess, maybe it was a little bit more, I don't want to say realistic, but it, like it's aliens. And like yeah. the only other show that had aliens was X-Files. Exactly. Like this was the peak, like this, this was around like just after the peak of the X-Files. So it kind of makes sense. Like it had the will they or won't they relationship. It had the sci-fi, but it was like also a teen drama, which was obviously becoming really big at that point. And I Mm -hmm. think you're right. It just had a little bit of everything. I wonder where the crossover is, is if there were a lot of people who really liked X-Files and also really liked this show. I wonder if there's a pretty decent overlap between the two, the two fandoms. Mm -hmm. I do wonder that. So if you are well. listening to this podcast and you are a Roswell fan and an X-Files fan, please tell us. Yes, please. Because I'm actually very interested to know because, I mean, I was a fan of the X-Files, but I didn't watch the show as dedicated as I was to this show. But and see, like, Eamon was the same way. He wa- obviously was obsessed with the X-Files, but I-, I think they, like, took Roswell off on the schedule and he was just never able to go back and oh, watch it. Bummer. Yeah. Maybe so. that's... I feel like that's part of it, is that, like, it kind of had a little bit of everything, and it was a teen drama, and teen dramas mm-hmm. were super big, becoming yeah. super big at the time, and that's... This was right around that pinnacle time where the WB was nothing Hot. but <laughs> teen dramas at this point. I mean, you had Gilmore Girls, Dawson's Creek, Buffy... Was One Tree Hill on yet? I can't No, even. Not, no not yet. But I mean, like, you have all these shows that are nothing but teen drama, and then you throw in sci-fi, and you've got, like, a mm-hmm. whole new thing. Exactly. Like, teen. This is a teen drama plus. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Reference back to one of our previous episodes. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you think about the possibility of a reboot? I don't want it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, so I heard about this. So apparently the WB is, or sorry, the CW is trying to capitalize on old shows and start rebooting them. So is everyone else. It's just, it's just a thing that enough, we Enough is through. enough, people. It's a phase. I mean, yeah. so, but the question becomes is, is there more story to tell with this show? I mean, it's going to be a reboot, and based on what I've read, it's okay. not. It's going to be similar, but it's 
like I don't know. I'll, I'll read it for you. Yes. I read the Entertainment Weekly article that came out talking about the reboot. Mm-hmm. And so basically what it says is says Roswell might be coming back, but with a timely twist. It says the popular drama has been given a reboot treatment and a pilot ordered at the CW. The original series, obviously, which ran from 1999 to 2002, uh, it focused on the aliens and that the reboot they like got somebody new to kind of take over the reboot so the okay. executive producer and writer of the originals so Karina McKenzie is going to tackle issues of immigration with this show okay so it's like similar but not but, are, so, but is it but is it aliens or yeah. Illegal aliens. No, it's alien aliens. Oh, but okay. also illegal aliens? It's very confusing. I'm going to read you the plot that they released for the pilot. Okay. So this good. is what they've, like, released to describe what the show is going to be about. Okay. So it says, After reluctantly returning to her tourist-trapped hometown of Roswell, New Mexico, the daughter of undocumented immigrants discovers a shocking truth about her teenage crush who is now a police officer. He's an alien who has kept his unearthly abilities hidden his entire life. This is the show's logline. That's what it's called. Uh, She protects his secret as the two reconnect and begin to investigate his origins. But when a violent attack and longstanding government cover-up point to a greater alien presence on Earth, the politics of fear and hatred threaten to expose him and destroy their deepening romance. So these people are not teenagers. So okay, they're older because mm-hmm. she returns home to Roswell and he is a police officer. So he's very clearly not a teenager. Yeah. They're so, at the very least in their 20s. Yes. So that's 30s. what's going to be different for... This show is that they will not be in high school why like like this show was before. So it doesn't it doesn't even really sound like a Roswell reboot, but yeah. more of just taking a taking the plot of Roswell and making a twist, which just sounds like a new show. Exactly. So that's the thing is that it seems like this show and the logline for the reboot of Charmed, they're not actually reboots. It's like they're taking the idea of the old show, so like Charmed and Roswell, and transforming yeah. them into something new, but calling it a reboot when it's not really. It's they're more just capitalizing like, on the publicity. Basically. So it's they're like making an entirely new show, but pulling elements from Roswell. So like the relationship, the town name, like that they're from Roswell. Yeah. She'll probably work at the diner. But it mm-hmm. may or may not be called the Crashdown Diner. So it might be called something different. Cash- yeah. Crashdown Cafe, sorry. So she might work at the cafe, but maybe, like, she could work somewhere else. Or this will probably be filmed in <laughs> Vancouver and not in Covina. Or yeah. at the Vasquez Rocks. Or at places in Los Angeles where this show was originally filmed. So it'll probably be filmed in Vancouver, so it's going to look different. It's going to be different. Mm-hmm. So to me, it doesn't even feel like the same show at all. Interesting, interesting that they would try to capitalize on that, but it's going to be obviously totally different. Yeah, that's. I'd the- be curious what they would call the show if they would call it like Roswell something or have Roswell in the title. I I don't know. I don't know if they've released the potential title for it. They just ordered the the pilot. And that's what's been released in regards to, like, the pilot coming out or something. Because it's well, going to be you- part of a line of... Pi- a nine... They ordered... They're, they're ordering nine new pilots this year. That's crazy. CW is already crammed full of shows. Yeah. So, The Wayward Sisters, which is the spinoff of Supernatural, which recently yes. had its spinoff episode on the show... Which apparently did phenomenal. So I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited as well. Um, Charmed and then Dead Inside? I don't know what that is. Dead Inside. That sounds super familiar. But yeah. Well, do you think this show, if it was like a 
reboot of the exact same show or even just that show but put on tv nowadays do you think it would do well like do you think it would do better in terms of ratings and like be more successful like say you put roswell on netflix i think it might i mean because of the time frame in which it came out it came out kind of right at the like pinnacle of shows like this and Mm -hmm. it was it was kind of a new fresh new take on the drama, on the teen drama idea with, you know, involving the sci-fi. But Mm -hmm. with how many shows we have now that do have stuff like that, because you've got, you know, iZombie, which is currently on the CW, which has that, you know, sci-fi fantasy. Is that Mm sci-fi? It's like fantasy element to it. Yeah, I want to say it's like bordering the line of sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah. Depends on your take on zombies. I'm trying to think of what other shows are kind of like Roswell that are currently on. But I mean, I feel like with this show now, they'd have, you know, better production value. I mean, they'd be able yes. to do bigger, better things because in the 90s, like late 90s, early 2000s, they didn't have the type of technology that we do now. So yeah. they could make it better, bigger, more flashier. exciting, flashier. <laughs> and, but I feel like... Because, like, the thing is, is, like, I don't know how well it would do now. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, it's, it, the thing that it, that show lacked is diversity. Like, majorly. It was yes. a show full of white people. <laughs> well, was. I mean, that might be something interesting that this new quote-unquote reboot might have to offer. Yeah, so it's diversity. it's adding diversity to the show, which the original show didn't really have. I mean, the only person that yeah. was that made the show diverse was when Adam Rodriguez joined the series yes. in season three. So this show did lack, you know, diversity amongst its cast, which, mm-hmm. you know... It would have been nice to see something more diverse. I mean, it was in freaking New Mexico, for God's sakes. I mean, like, they had... Yeah, come on. (laughs) Like, they could have done something different. So, I guess in that way, the new pilot, like, it could add that element. And, I mean, they're a little bit older now. Like, they'll be older. So, like, the storylines might be completely different. But just Mm -hmm. picking on elements of the original show. So... I, I haven't decided yet if I want to watch it or not. Yeah. If it happens. I mean, because I love Roswell, but I also was around the same age as they were in the show when I was watching mm-hmm. it. I mean, I think I was just like a wee bit younger because I started in high school in like 2001. So I was, you know, younger than they were. But you relate to that age a little bit more then yeah than I do now I mean like looking back like you'd be like oh yeah I totally went through that because you're looking in hindsight so maybe seeing a show where they're older may produce like may cause you to have those same feelings but at the same time I'm like I don't think that there's like to me there's no more story to tell because they ended the show after three seasons in a way that, that you can't really go I mean like they ended the show yeah, no, exactly. They ended it. And I don't know how I feel about them not wanting to make something new. Like, the CW has yeah. the opportunity to do something different and new and not, like, they're trying to use something that was super popular at the time that still has pretty big cult following now, but they refused to renew it back then because they moved it from the WB to the UPN because it wasn't doing that well. And Mm -hmm. they caused that themselves. (laughs) Like, by changing the formatting of the show, they ended it. They they had nowhere to go but to end it at that point. Exactly. So they basically screwed themselves. And I'm I'm perfectly satisfied with what I've got. So I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. Notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram by using the handle teatimewithkc. And we are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash teatimewithkc. And also, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email us at teawithkc at gmail.com. 
Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And also don't forget to check out the other ones on geek to geek Podcast Network by visiting geek 2 And feel free to come chat with us live on the Slack app, which you can join our Slack channel at geek 2 And until next time, bye! Bye! Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.